0: On today's show, Clay Travis is going to stop by and talk some SEC football. We'll get his thoughts on Georgia's title chances, Tennessee's future under Josh Heupel, and who should LSU look to hire as their next head coach. We'll get Clay's thoughts on all of that, and we'll go around the conference with some news from Georgia and Tennessee and several other schools. Locked on SEC starts now. You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Locked on SEC, great to have everybody along. I'm Chris Gordy, thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Remember, Locked on SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Plenty to get into, let's jump into it, let's go around the conference. Boots
1: out to the right.
0: Makes the Throws. What a catch. Around the conference. Well, Georgia received some good news yesterday when it was reported that running back Kenny McIntosh will be back in the lineup for their upcoming game against Auburn. McIntosh missed the Kentucky game because of a hamstring injury. He'll be back, according to his fellow running back James Cook, before his injury, McIntosh rushed for 127 yards and a touchdown and averaging almost 4.5 yards per carry. McIntosh should be a welcome addition to the Dogs' backfield with running back Kendall Milton out with an ACL injury and he'll, he's going to miss a couple of weeks. So the dogs will have McIntosh and three other running backs with him with Cook, Zamir White, and DeJon Edwards. There have been several reasons for Florida's struggles this season, but former head ball coach Steve Spurrier gave one simple reason why the team is struggling. Appearing on the Paul Feinbaum show this week, Steve Spurrier, who had an 11-1 record against Georgia during his coaching tenure, simply said, well, We don't tackle very well. Very simply put, and I think correct from Steve Spurrier. So sometimes the answer can be very simple. Over at Florida, Dan Mullen not tipping his hand about the quarterback plan on Saturday. Mullen said, quote, we will play a quarterback on Saturday. We will have a quarterback on the field. Mullen was also asked Wednesday about a star cornerback. Kair Elam, who has returned after missing three games with a knee sprain. He's expected to be a first-round pick in next year's draft. Mullen said, for any player, Kair especially, it shows you got to love the game of football and love being on a team. Kair does that, and he wants to be a better player. I think a guy like that just shows his work ethic, his grind, improving every day and coming back. Over at Tennessee, they are losing a quarterback, Harrison Bailey, who some thought, at least at the end of last season, would be Tennessee's starting quarterback coming into this year. He was relegated to third-string quarterback after Hendon Hooker and Joe Milton came in. Well, now it's been announced Harrison Bailey's entering the transfer portal. He announced his decision on Twitter. He will look for a fresh start after playing only one game for the Vols this season. came to Tennessee out of Marietta, Georgia as a four-star prospect, was the number 99 overall recruit, number 3, pro style quarterback in the 2020 class. As a true freshman, he played in six games last year, throwing for almost 600 yards, four touchdowns, and two interceptions. So he will be on the move. Meanwhile, Vols quarterback Hendon Hooker said he has not thought much about whether to take advantage of the COVID eligibility rules in return next year. Hendon Hooker is a senior, but because of the COVID stuff, he could come back for another year. He He said he will look at his future when he needs to. Meanwhile, Tennessee coach Josh Heupel meeting with the media yesterday, talking about the team's health status. He said, "This is the thinnest team that he's ever been a part of, as a player or a coach." He said, "But nobody's going to put an asterisk next to this season. You got to be good enough on Saturdays. You're either good enough or you're not." Over at Kentucky, Mark Stoops giving some good news on wide receiver Josh Ali, saying he will definitely play on Saturday at Mississippi State. Ali suffered a leg injury against Florida. He returned to practice Tuesday. Stoops said, "You always got to be a touch concern when a skilled guy is coming off a knee injury. He'll definitely play and hopefully be at full speed." Ali missed the last two. Uh, last, the last two catches, and only one cat, had one catch against Florida. He will be uh, back with the Kentucky and be a welcome addition to their offense. Over at LSU, it's been a tumultuous offseason, and that just continues as Brody Miller of The Athletic reported Wednesday that sophomore linebacker Navantec Bug Strong has entered his name into the transfer portal. He's a native of Mississippi, came over from JUCO, played in all eight of the Tigers' games so far this year, recorded 17 tackles, one and a half for a loss and a sack. But uh, he will miss or hit the transfer point on, not play again the rest of the year for LSU, presumably. Over at Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin, he knows quality quarterback play and looking at a little bit something different from Auburn quarterback Bo Nix ahead of their matchup this Saturday. Asked what he sees in Bo Nix, a little bit of a difference from earlier in the year, Lane Kiffin said, seems to be more confident. He made unbelievable plays at LSU, played really good at Arkansas. He's playing really good now, so good for them, not good for us. Kiffin added that the narrative of Knicks playing well at home and not on the road went away after his performance at LSU and at Arkansas. Kiffin understands what the Rebels are up against on the road this week. He said Auburn is a very hard place to play. Even though we're ranked in the top ten, we're the underdogs. A lot has been made about SEC officials and officiating. They've taken a lot of heat this season for fans across the SEC, complaining about poor officiating. So what is the solution to the problem? Well, some say... How about you make the referees full-time employees, SEC? Commissioner Greg Sankey appearing on the Paul Feinbaum show yesterday. was asked about that. He said, look, if you take an individual and simply make them full-time, does that really solve the dynamics of the game? Sankey talked more about the quickness of the game and how referees are having to adjust, but he just doesn't believe giving them full-time positions will help those issues. He said having full-time employees doesn't solve those realities. Some may beg to differ. If you're full-time, maybe you spend a little bit more time invested throughout the offseason working on calling penalties correctly. Meanwhile, the Missouri Tigers, they had a special announcement yesterday. Two of their walk-on players, running back Michael Cox and long snapper Daniel Hawthorne, they were awarded scholarships by the team cox who has served as a backup running back for Tyler Beatty this year. He's rushed for 100 yards and two touchdowns. Meanwhile, Hawthorne, the long snapper, committed first to LSU, but after he visited Mizzou, said he fell in love with it and decided to commit there. So congrats to both of those young guys. Mizzou having a rough go of it so far this year. Thanks again for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we're going to talk some SEC football with Clay Travis. That's coming your way next. For a few weeks now, we got, we have been telling you guys about Sweat Block, the wipes that stop sweat for seven days, and it seems like people have been listening. We have friends of Locked On who have tried Sweat Block and love it. We have a story about a high school teacher. When he would pit out in the fourth period, he'd hear snickers and whispers from his students, so he started bringing a second shirt to change into between classes. I can relate. Then he heard about Sweat Block on our program. He tried it, and now he is hooked. No more snickers, no more second shirt, He is rocking and rolling. He is a true believer. Maybe you will, too. You need to go check them out with uh, Sweat Block, another success story out there. Stop excessive sweating for up to seven days per use. Doctor created, doctor recommended. They give you their dry shirt guarantee. If Sweat Block does not keep you dry, you get your money back. It's not just for armpits, chest, back, feet, hands. Use it anywhere and I mean anywhere that sweats. If you or someone you care about is dealing with excessive sweat, you got to go check out Sweatblock and get it today. 20% off over at sweatblock.com. Use our promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You can also find it at Amazon and CVS, sweatblock.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. This episode of Locked On SEC is also brought to you by a McDonald's, proudly serving community since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It is a place where friends and family can come to connect. It's a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi, endless supplies of French fries, McFlurries, win or lose. It's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. And it's the place you always look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. I just made a road trip a couple weeks ago, heading across the SEC, going to a football game, stopped off, needed to do a little work. What better place than stop off into a... McDonald's, connect to their Wi-Fi, get some work done, grab some good food, and get back on the road. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did somebody say maybe a locked-on SEC watch party? Let's do it! Head over to McDonald's. You will uh, love what they have, and you will be walking out singing, I'm loving it. McDonald's. Jumping right into it. Always fun to uh, talk all things uh, college football, SEC football, with our buddy Clay Travis, who has been... Man, he, this past year, he's gone into the, uh, I guess, the political world, the talk world, but still doing the sports stuff as well with Fox News, Fox Sports, and, and everything all under the earth. Um, Man, are you just like, do you ever get a chance to take a break and rest now?
1: No. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm hoping to after the college football season. hmm I mean, I'll just give you, you know, right now we're talking in Houston, so I added a little bit of complexity to my uh, schedule because I wanted to be able to take my 11-year-old to the World Series. So uh, we flew into Houston yesterday, flying back to Nashville early Thursday. Later on Thursday, I'll fly to Jacksonville for the uh, cocktail party between Florida and Georgia, and then I'll bounce back to uh, to Nashville on late Saturday Saturday. Ah, uh, to be back home in time for Halloween, uh, with my uh, with my family on the thirty first. We're going to be on the road all the way through the SEC championship game, and then my hope is to just kind of take a breathe, a breath uh, at that point when I realize that hey, we're kind of uh, coming down the uh, the stretch run of the season, and then be home for a little while. In the, uh, in the winter, you know, I hope I don't have to travel much in January, <laughs> February, and
0: March. Let's talk a little bit about the bus tour because you, you wrote the book Dixieland Delight where you went to all the different SEC stadiums and all that. But we know you're such a big college football fan. Where did that idea come from and you hitting the road and going to different college towns? So...
1: When I was a kid growing up, my dad and his friends would pick one road trip a year in the SEC to go on. And that, I think, for really big SEC fans, the idea is you want to be able to say you saw a game in every stadium over the course of multiple years, right? Right. Um, And there's a lot, you know, for college football, there's a lot of travel associated with that. Being a visiting fan is a big part. They have a reserve section for you and everything else. And then I read a uh, book by Warren St. John called Rammer Jammer Yellowhammer. And the connection between the two, I thought by far the most interesting parts of Rammer Jammer were when he was on the road, uh, going to road games for Alabama, which was a small part of the overall games that he went to. And uh, to me, that was, I thought, the most compelling part of that. So I kind of wedded the idea of what my dad and his friends were doing with the Warren St. John book about Alabama football. And it occurred to me that no one had ever gone to every, there were 12 then, every SEC football stadium in the same year and wrote about the experience. And so that was the genesis for that book, which was about the 2006, I believe, SEC football season. Came out in 27, 2007. So much has changed since then. (laughs) No no doubt. No doubt. It's wild. The
0: the SEC. Um, And
1: and in my life. I mean, I was 27 (laughs) with no kids, recently married, and now I'm 42 with three kids, uh, you know, coming up on I got to get this right. Seventeen years, I think, of marriage. Yes. Um, so, uh, so yeah, things have changed a lot.
0: Let's uh, let's just get your thoughts on some of some of the games happening right now in college football. You mentioned you're going to the cocktail party. Uh, it's so funny. There's only four games in the SEC this weekend, and yet the cocktail party seems like, in terms of signif- significance or importance, seems low. Just because Florida is having such a down year this year, what do you make of what's going on there?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think AR fifteen and what's going to happen with Anthony Richardson going forward is the big question for Dan Mullen. If they play him throughout the rest of the season, I think Florida will finish 8-4. and four. I mean, I think they're going to lose to Georgia this weekend. And 8-4 and four with an electric young quarterback at least gives some reason for optimism going into next season, yeah. presuming that he's back, that he doesn't transfer, that all those things happen. And uh, I kind of thought that Florida was going to fall off because I thought the drop-off from Kyle Trask was going to be pretty significant at the quarterback position? It has been, and I, and I don't think that's any big shot at Emory. I think just Kyle Trask was really a great uh, fit for what Dan Mullen was trying to do and the skill level and accuracy of Kyle Trask fit in a way that doesn't for Emory.
0: Quick thought on Tennessee. I thought, uh, look, I was a big fan of the Josh Heupel um you know, bringing him in. I know a lot of people were kind of mixed bag, whatever. But the fight they put up against Alabama last week, knowing all the pieces they lost in the offseason, how bad the quarterback play had been in recent years, like, I, I felt like, yeah, you lose by 28, but you had to be, if you're a Tennessee fan, kind of happy with the performance from last week.
1: Well, Josh Heupel a really good offensive football coach. I mean, Tennessee could and maybe should have beaten both uh, Pitt and Ole Miss. And they're pretty good teams. And I think in two weeks, uh, when Tennessee plays against Kentucky, I think they'll have a good chance to win that game. And at a minimum, they're going to go 6-6, and and we'll see whether they can give Georgia a little bit of a run like they did Alabama, because that game's in Neyland. Um, So the question for Heupel is going to be, can he recruit at a high level? Uh, But just in terms of his overall ability to call plays, offensive coaching, I don't think there's any reason for anything other than extreme optimism.
0: This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's impossible for your local auto parts chain store to stock up on all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions when they're just going to go to their computer, type in what you would type in at home? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose 30%, 50%, even 100% more uh, for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership, rockauto.com. They're a family business serving do it yourself for over 20 years. Price is always reliably low for every customer. they got everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go check out their easy-to-use website today. You can find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you're right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so that they know that we sent you. It's an amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com, and of course BetOnline.ag. They are back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the NBA season, which is underway. The World Series finishing up. We got college basketball about to heat up, and BetOnline remains your number one spot for all things basketball and football this season. Head over to their new updated. Desktop or mobile website and sign up today. If you've never signed up before, you will receive a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On. That's L O C K E D O N. You'll get your bonus when you sign up. From basketball to football, baseball postseason, NHL, boxing, UFC, whatever you want to, uh, you can think of. Even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for this season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online. It is where the game starts. Who's going to be the next LSU coach in your mind? If you could pick, if if Scott Woodward called you say Clay Travis, we're thinking about it, who should we bring in?
1: I like Lane Kiffin um, for LSU because I think James Franklin's going to go to Southern Cal. Uh, and I think L- Kiffen will score points, which is something that, frankly, I know a couple of years ago LSU had an incredible offense with Burrow and Chase and company. But by and large, and I know they had it uh, years ago with Stidham and uh, Beckham and Landry, but by and large, LSU has struggled on the offensive side of the ball to be super dynamic, and I think Kiffin would take care of that bar none. I think you would recruit at an elite level, and I also think you would kneecap a a major challenger in some extent with Ole Miss in your division. And so to me, Lane Kiffin is the best hire for LSU given the available coaching options out there.
0: Last thing for you, Kirby Smart and his Georgia team. I mean, the defense is, it, it's not just good, it's historically good. I mean, do you see, obviously, they're probably going to have a rematch with Bama in Atlanta, but I mean, it just looks like they're ready to run the table and it doesn't matter who their quarterback
1: is. Yeah, I mean, I think going back and forth, the situation that they uh, that they are in where they don't have a set quarterback, uh, JT Daniels and Stetson Bennett, the fact that they can have been as dominant and successful as they have been without a consistent quarterback is really a testament to how good this defense is. Yeah. I mean, they are historically dominant in their defensive performance. The question is is it possible that they're going to run into an offense that is capable of putting up 24 or 28 points on them? I think Alabama probably is. Um, I, I think maybe the way Ohio State is playing, they might be. And the one question I would have for Georgia is, do they have the ability to win a game in the 30s? I always think about the way games are played. It happens a lot of times when you think about the NCAA tournament. Can you win a low-scoring defensive game? Can you win a shootout? Do you have the talent to compete on a variety of different paces? We know that if it's a defensive game that Georgia can dominate, they can strangle the life out of you. What we don't know is, let's say that your offense turns the ball over a time, a couple of times. Let's say you give up a punt return touchdown, you give up a pick six, you suddenly need to score 31 in order to win. Does Georgia have the ability to flip that switch and score enough points if something chaotic happens like that? I think that's the one question you have to have out there. And I think having, with JT Daniel and Stetson Bennett, the fact that you don't have a guy that you're like, this is our man, particularly given where where they've been historically, that pressure on the shoulders is different. It weighs differently, I think, on Georgia than it would on Alabama, for instance, which has been there and competed for championships a lot. I was at that game when the third and 26 conversion happens. Devontae Smith catches the pass from Tua on the sideline at that national title game. And what I was stunned by is the morning after that, Georgia fans woke up convinced that they would be back in that same situation (laughs) again. And that's because they look at Alabama and they're like, Alabama's there every year. Most teams aren't Alabama. Most teams get a chance... Every five or ten years to win a championship and if they don't win it then it's not like you flip the switch in the next year you do it and so that to me is uh is the biggest question about georgia right now
0: yeah this is kirby shot it's put up or shut up time he is clay travis of course uh outkick.com what do you want to plug you got a million things what do you want to plug
1: i mean i would just say uh, <laughs> we have a lot of great talent at outkick and we're yeah. hiring a lot of really talented people and so uh just put outkick.com into your rotation if you're a sports fan if you're a fan of sanity in an insane world that's kind of uh that's kind of our uh, our beat for lack of a better way to describe it
0: and tons of great t-shirts too in the store
1: lots of great t-shirts we've been selling a lot of those uh it's a busy time but it's an exciting time
0: clay great stuff man thanks i so much appreciate for it time. thanks a lot all right all right that is just about gonna do it for this edition of locked on sec my thanks to clay travis for stopping by talk some sec football with us And thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. We'll be back tomorrow, making some picks for the weekend. Only four games in the SEC. So looking forward to that. Lynn Scarborough will also stop by. We'll talk some SEC football with him. All of that coming your way tomorrow on Locked on SEC. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. I'm Chris Gordy. Have a great day, everybody.